Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Sweet. That's what it is. It's how we season. With Noah and Steve, right? This is uh, our episode 28. We're going to do Uncut Gems and Honey Boy, two really crazy, cool movies that are taking people by storm, right? People people go in this either loving or hating from what I've seen. Yeah, they're very so, raw. Both of them are very raw. Uh, yeah, a lot of emotions. Really good performances, so we'll talk about those. Right. Yeah, so really good movies. Uh, um, but before the, we do that, uh, what's going on with you, Steve? Well, How's last, your week been? Yeah, last last podcast um, was at Fogbelt, right? And that was, right, right. So so following that, we did uh, we did a brew day at yeah. uh, my house, right? That was a, yes. It was at my house and did a uh, uh, did a Belgian. Um, what was it a Belgian blonde and which actually right. went really well and the, it's been fermenting like crazy. So, so yeah, I'm, yeah, that's insane. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> um, and uh, Belgian, I think that has that's going to have more of a, of a of a yeast flavor. You mentioned something today about about uh, beer being bread flavored, <laughs> bread flavored uh, soda, bread flavored soda. So uh, that I might I'm, we might nail that with this one. We'll see. Yeah, I saw that on a meme. Someone was talking about, uh, you know, the difference between like the fruity drinks and the and he goes, "Oh, take it easy, buddy, with your five percent bread flavored soda." <laughs> and I, I I stopped for a second. I and I went and reread that. I'm like, "Holy crap, that's that's so true." But I mean, it is what it is. I, I still uh, it it's I'm gonna drink them every day. I don't drink any other soda, so I'm okay with that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> we had Father's Day. I'm sure we both uh, celebrated that. Or- yeah, yeah, that was a great. I mean, it always is for me. My my family treats me really well. How how'd yours go? My my uh, my daughter came over um, and made they made up a cheese platter and they <laughs> got me a new, got me a new cheese platter and brought some cheese too. So that was kind of fun. Nice. Um, but uh, my brother had sent you know he's he's down in San Diego. He works at a resort uh, as a, as their wine um, sommelier or, or uh, uh, and the uh, wine hoity-toity. Yes, he sent me. This is the second time he's done that. They're they're doing this <laughs> wine. Uh, oh yeah, you told me about that over over the internet. Where he'll record uh, a tasting of like six wines, and he sends them out to all the people to do them. And they're all these little vials that he's like packing into a little bag right. and, and sending out. And so we had I had uh, six vials, which is enough about for two tastings each. So so Casey's the only other wine drinker in in the right. Room in the family so uh, that works we did we did a wine tasting that was a lot of fun nice that's kind of cool yeah yeah that's awesome yeah my father's day was pretty decent we uh started with some biscuits and gravy because that's uh by far my favorite meal um i eat that every day every every meal for it um so had that uh kind of just hung out we tried to go we tried to go up to um look at some rocks because we're doing a patio in the back digging that out and putting that in so we went to try to look for that that was a failure both places were closed oh um no it's fine came home we did uh pizzas on the Traeger again um so like the personal pizzas um on the smoker the wood burning grill kind of thing and they're just phenomenal some we started doing about two weeks ago just yeah let's cook them on here and 
they just taste better than the regular stove for some reason. I don't know what it is. Um, they don't do well with full-size pizzas, but for some reason, the personal pizzas cook all the way through. I think it's so. ever since watching that uh, episode of Star Trek with uh, with uh, Riker and making the pizzas. Oh, like, maybe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except for I, don't put, I, I won't put tomatoes on pizza. That's, no, <laughs> okay. no way. Can't do that. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, and then uh, we got we got some kittens. We're fostering kittens. So that's been uh, a kind of a fun, you know, uh, work. Uh, it's kind of... We got five of them, for, and there are three different lot litters. So we got two and two and one. So at first, like, they didn't really want to have anything to do with it, a little bit of hissing, and now they're just fucking rambunctious, just jumping on everybody, except for two of them are kind of sniffly and not feeling well. So it's just oh. kind of, yeah, no, we're taking care of it, though, but it's good. Um, but, yeah, that's a lot of fun. You know, kittens are, kittens are a blast, I think. You know, I could, I could play with kittens all day. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm getting ready for my surgery. Yeah, it's, it's like a week, week week away. Oh. Yeah, uh, next week or yeah, next week. W- tomorrow, uh, one week from tomorrow. That's I'm like, how to word this? Uh, math weekdays, <laughs> getting it all together. Yeah, so yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be interesting. So um, I'm looking forward to it in a way because I'm gonna get a lot of watch, a lot of TV, and a lot of movies. <laughs> so uh, and um, you're, you you'll be taking a little bit of work off. So. Yeah, so originally I thought it was going to be I I was thinking based on some other people I knew they had knee surgery, full knee replacements. Um I was literally thinking like 3 to 4 weeks, maybe 6 at the most. And so I called up to get a paper uh from the doctor and the nurse was like, "Yeah, we usually recommend 3 months." I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh shit." I'm like, "Okay. Well, if I have to take 3 months off, I have to take 3 months off." So, You're we'll see. You're crazy, man. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, if, it'll be okay. Um, my dad's already, he's already saying he'll come up and hang out with me for a little bit, um, even though my wife and daughter are, are going to be here because they're still working from home. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll have people here to take care of me for a while, but, yeah, I'm sure after a while I'll start going going a little bit nuts when I get to the end of the Internet, right. you know. <laughs> so. I've been doing that to work a little bit this week, uh, a little nice. bit more. I'm still technically working from home, but, uh, because of the work I do, I get called in every once in a while. Uh, my daughter actually texted me on, uh, was it, it was yesterday morning, yesterday morning because her boyfriend is taking an online class and she texted me saying, you got to go in and fix the, fix the wireless. Uh, they're having problems with, uh, with it. And I'm like, what, you know, apparently I guess he was, he was doing his class from, from the JC. Sure enough. Well, I, I kind of looked into it just because I can. You yeah, know, that's that's my my job. But about but an hour later, he he called up our help desk and they signed me the ticket. So I was all that's all funny. Prepped. I got to go in and fix it all up, and I was all ahead of the game. And there you go. No, no worries. Yeah, I should have signed up for something, but I haven't yet. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do it for the summer. I think this would be a perfect time, right? I'm going to be home doing nothing. But then I was like, that's true. But I mean, I, I'm not even. I, I think the summer classes have already started, so I'd already be late for that. And then by the time I get going, it's going to be only like the first month of it, so our first two months. So I don't know. We'll see. I might yeah, do the it. Summer classes can be pretty, uh, pretty intense. intense. Yeah, they're they're really uh, dense. Uh, you yeah, a lot of work every day, and so I don't think that that first week after no. surgery you're going to be wanting to. <laughs> I'm not going to be doing anything like that. I'm not going to think at all. Actually, I want to do a podcast. Uh, Right, at, you know, soon after, um, just well, so I'm on all the meds. <laughs> yeah, just, just just to see what happens. I mean, we'll 
like, let's find some psychedelic fucking movie or something that just, you know, I'm going to get so much different out of it because I'm going to be on drugs and, and just go from there um, and see how that goes. Um, so one of the other things I've been doing this week, uh, it, it all started uh, um, from our uh, podcast that we did on the, the food pairing, which I, was so much fun. I, I really enjoyed that, and I hope we get to do a lot more of those. Yeah. Um, I want to find out. I want to find a way to go and do them at places that aren't even having food or like, like a food truck, and we just get a flight, and we get some food food at a, a truck there or something like that, and, uh, and then go from that. But... One of the cool things that happened was, and, and then we mentioned it, uh, our, our um, waitress, I don't know, I don't know if it's the right word, a server or waitress or the lady that, you know, took our order and brought our food. Yeah, our server which, or host. Yeah, yeah, host. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, she saw us set up for the podcast and she's like, oh, what's going on? And we start talking and she turns out she has a podcast, so which is um, the Spooky Slumber Party. Right. I plugged and, it at the very end. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. That's right. The last podcast. So. And so um, I went and checked it out, and it it's it's not is it the name doesn't really give off exactly what it is. It's not just horror movies and stuff like that. It's actually one of the first like I, I pulled up all their available episodes just to check them out, and they have like a Star Wars sci fi one. I'm like, wow, check that out. And it's these three ladies that just uh, are are having fun and talking, and it's it's like what I envisioned this being is us just bullshitting like we normally do when we're hanging out and talking about the stuff we talk about. And that's yeah. usually what they do. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so I listened to about seven or eight of theirs, um, caught, caught up with the ridge. I didn't listen to all of them, but I listened to, like I said, probably, probably seven or eight of them. Um, which also led me to listen to a couple others. Um, one was from, uh, one of the girls on there. Uh, it's a, oh, I can't think, uh, red velvet seats. Which uh, they do movie. Red, I think it's red velvet seats. Seats. Red red velvet chairs. Red velvet seats. One of those. Oh, um, okay. Okay. And so they they're doing it's it's one of the ladies and her husband and they're doing uh, movie reviews, and so apparently like this was two two years ago they had done four movies and they were Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, um, what was, uh, what was science. It? No, no, no. I, I would have done pink. words. Pretty in pink. Pretty in pink. That's what it was. And Footloose. And Footloose. so I listened. That's, that's I know. All the other ones they, are John they, Hughes. I, I know, but they did, They were doing <laughs> 80s. They just okay. happened to pick three John Hughes in there. That was, and that's, I thought that was funny too. So I listened to the, the um, Breakfast Club, because one of my favorite movies. Yep. And that was kind of cool. And then um, they have... Uh, they then they took a, like a two year break and then they started up and they just did four more but they're all scary movies that I haven't seen yet and I'm like oh I want to see some of these and then and then listen to them so that I thought that was kind of cool and that led me to looking at some more and stuff like that. Well, you, um, just, you just put a scary movie on your list one one that uh, oh yeah the, that's one that I heard. seen but uh, but uh, you have to check out it was it was it was it's called well, that, Mid Midsummer or Midsummer yeah well that's I got that from their podcast because um, it was in their top top pick for 2019 and that's also one of the ones they did on the red uh, red velvet chairs let me make sure that what's <laughs> i don't want to misquote the name because that sucks um but yeah that's another one that they did and so i definitely want to check that out just because i you know scary movies red velvet seats 
yeah. is, is the podcast. And so, uh, yeah, so then I was listening to that and then it got me thinking as like, man, you know what, that's a really cool thing. Local podcast and local podcasters kind of meeting up and talking and, and, and supporting each other. And I was like, man, I really would love to find a way to do that more often, you know, and I know we have uh, a mutual friend that also has a podcast, the, the rap thought podcast, which I've talked about, I think once before. So I listened to a couple more of those, uh, you know, they, they do a deep dive on, on, uh, rap albums and it's not just about the music it's about the bands and the, what's going on with them and all the stuff at the time and stuff so it's really kind of cool it's a little bit different than just a straight music review which i it's re really cool i don't know all the bands but the ones i do know i enjoy because it you know i'm like oh yeah that's i was listening to that in high school i know all about that <laughs> so it's kind of cool um but yeah so i was like man i need to i was trying to figure out like how can we start this like hey if you got a local podcast or you're you're a not the way i thought about it is like the ones that aren't corporately sponsored, right? Like Joe Rogan has like 30 minutes of, you know, ads at the beginning of his podcast. It's not those people. It's the ones that like us and like these other ones that are just friends doing this for fun and pretty much putting the money out on their own to do this. Those are the ones I want to, you know, find out about, listen to and, and promote to other people so other people can find it. So just something I, I kind of was going over and, and thinking about. So. That was, that was my last two days mentally, at least. Got it. You know, so, all right, cool. Well, uh, anything else interesting or should we get to these shows, what which were drinking? definitely interesting? What are you drinking? Oh, you're right. Yeah. So what are we drinking tonight? So, um, I, I always crack my brain trying to figure out like, okay, how can I tie this to something? You know, sometimes it's pretty easy. Peanut butter, Falcon, uh, peanut butter stout. So I'm like going through and I'm like, okay, what can I find? You know, I'd cut gems. You know, I remember there was a can. I think it was a cooperage that had like little diamonds on the can. I'm like, oh, maybe. So I got home and I had uh, I had bought some uh, corny kegs from someone on on um, Facebook Marketplace. Uh, I think I picked them up Tuesday, and uh, maybe it was Monday. Might have been Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. And uh, so it just turned out he actually works at Seismic Brewery, right? He actually works at the brewery, and that's where I went to pick uh, pick him up. So I bought the two cornies, and he's like, and um, he's like, oh, you want some beer to take home? And I'm like, fuck yeah! So he gave me two two six packs, and one of them was uh, Shattercone. So it's a it's a um, IPA um, from Seismic. Um, this is one that I've actually had. I think we both had this last time we were at Seismic. Okay. Um, this is, oh no, no. Um, you had, I, me, it was either me and Alicia had it and you and Chris had something else or vice versa. One of the, something, but this was Shattercone. This was one I had there. So what caught my eye in this was actually the can, well, the name Shattercone just kind of, you know, seems like chaos, right? And uncut gems is chaos in, in just 100%. So, uh, and seismic just happens today we've had a couple uh, earthquakes close to us oh right in the central valley yeah so all these things kind of come together and i'm like oh hell okay that works uh, i'm gonna go with that but yeah the the just the emblem from seismic kind of looks like chaos the can looks like a little chaos so i i just had to go with that so that's that's what i got is it's a it's kind of a it's a normal ipa it's not too too um citrusy or fruity which would normally be my go-to it's a it's a nice blend hop you know it's 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 hoppier than i would normally go it's a seven percent um so it's pretty tasty though i'll give it that nice what are you drinking tonight 
I am drinking the last bottle of my <laughs> batch of beer, and um, which was just a one gallon batch. You you brewed it with me. It was a brew in the bag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and had some issues with um, the the sugars. I didn't extract enough sugars from the from the brew because the numbers I had were based on all grain doing the whole uh doing the whole um barge and all that yeah the barge and the soak and stuff and i had the bag that and i only had the one uh two gallon um kettle so i tried it that way i didn't have my numbers right so uh it wasn't turned out it wasn't quite as strong but uh, i i saw it through i i got the i got a little under a gallon and got eight bottles and i've i've had it to drink and i sh- i shared it with um my my daughter's boyfriend yeah <laughs> and um and right off the bat when i tasted it, i'm like you know this is this tastes like a first beer this is, yeah it's not that great uh but uh, but i was really happy at least when i cracked it open and it it did that that pss, you know, yeah i actually got a, got a head on this so so it's nice it's definitely got some bitterness it was it was an ipa but a little under un, a little under yeah, it was alcohol. a low percentage yeah low percentage so uh and it's kind of a one note bitter. It, it, it doesn't really have, have much going for it. Uh, but, uh, he tasted it and, uh, <laughs> my daughter said, um, he said, he, he said, I like it. It tastes like floor. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Which, which kind of baffled me. Like you like it and it tastes like floor. What, what Did you ever get any clarification on that? Uh, I have not talked to him about it. He's a little embarrassed. How? <laughs> that it was just kind of a kind of his uh, thinking process that, that you know I, right. I don't think that was he was ready to share that uh, with me right. just <laughs> thinking process to to my daughter as he was as he was tasting it but uh, I thought it was I thought it was great and so I called this this my floor batch you know this is this is my floor batch yep. yeah uh, this is floor and and it kind of fits with what we're what we're watching tonight because because both these movies you kind of feel like you're being drug drug across the floor um, right so. So it, yes, it seemed to fit, I, and also it was my last one, and I wanted to plug it on the podcast. <laughs> do you want to wait for our next brew where we do our, our uh, share and taste, which is coming up? I mean, uh, uh, you guys both bottled last week, right? So um, yeah. theoretically, we should be able to do that within a week or two. Um, yeah. and, and both, uh, I had I had five my, gallons, so we've got uh, yeah forty plenty of it. bottles of each. Um, that's yeah. my bitter dribble. Well, I opened so it had its own issues with uh Yeah. With- well yeah, you had your issues and Jeremy says he has his issues with his. We didn't really have many issues with mine. Um and it came out it's 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 pretty decent. Um you, brown, I think you've tasted it. Ale? Yeah, that oh, the amber? Amber, okay. Yeah, I'm calling it guinea pig uh any guinea pig amber. Yeah. Um or or am- the amber guinea pig. Uh, basically because it was our first go, right? right? Uh, we had no idea what we were really doing. We're, we're reading the instructions and trying to go from there. And I've given out a couple to people I work with. Um, and so far, uh, I've had at least two people drink it and said they liked it. So, um, I, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's a little heavier than I normally would drink. I think, okay. uh, more heavier in, in, in its weight and stuff like that. It's more of a mild, less hoppy. Um, it, it would pair really well with like a dinner, like a, a burger or a pizza or something like that, where, you know, like to me, it's almost like something you would want to eat something with rather than just have by itself. It's definitely not like a lawnmower beer, you know, out in the middle of the hot day. 
it's a little heavier for that. So, but um, yeah, it, it turned out okay. Yeah, we got to so. do like a like a like a session ale that's uh, like a tropical session ale, something that's really easy to drink, tasty, and right. you can drink a lot of it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I actually, I've got my eyes on a couple of recipes that I've been trying to save up, you know, so uh, I'm going to see how, how well I can walk around and do that because I'm going to have plenty of time to be brewing. So <laughs> <laughs> my hope is that I can do it and I want to try a bunch of like one gallon batches of just some different flavors and stuff. So. Well, I'm really excited about the one we just, we just brewed uh, here, that Belgian blonde. So, Your Belgian but that, blonde, yeah. But that's got another, another month before before yeah ready and i got my i got my ipa in there my yeah. ipa going i brewed the day before and uh um i should be able to go into my secondary and add another dry hop on that um this friday or saturday which means it'll be ready to bottle essentially when i get back from the hospital so depending on how if my dad gets here wife and daughter around and whoever else wants maybe maybe i'll sit back and direct a bottling or or we'll just let it sit a little while so but it should be good. I'm stoked for that one. That's going to be a single hop. Um, it's the Hen House Stoked um, clone, where it's uh, basically using a single hop. And we did Am Amarillo. Amarillo. You said that very well. <laughs> I know. I've been practicing. I still like calling it Amarillo, but that's just me. That's my what I, my what I call it too. So, <laughs> my stoked on Amarillo. All right. <laughs> All right, so speaking of Stoked, um, I was really excited to watch both of these movies um, from the trailers we saw. And we, I, I saw the trailer for Honey Boy after we did um, Peanut Butter Falcon, right? It was, it was uh, I believe it was part of the, the DVD that we watched. Someone actually, we actually watched it on a DVD. It wasn't streamed. Um, and so I was really excited to see that. And then Uncut, Uncut Gems we did during our our first trailer episode that we did a while ago. Right. And I was super excited to see that too because I love Adam Sandler. I, I know a lot of people bitch and moan and say that they don't like his his goofy movies, but I fucking think they're great. They're some of my favorites, you know, I the Happy Gilmore stuff. Some of them I I don't don't care for, but uh, but there's I'm been glad, one or I'm, two. I'm glad he keeps making them because uh, yeah, because he's 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 he's, he's he tries different roles too. He's not always playing the same. You, know, you get a lot right. of leads from Saturday Night Live uh, that come out, and they they're kind of a one note character yep. they bring. Uh, the same guy over and over. Yeah, yeah. He's he's still kind of the same Adam Sandler, but man, he just kind of throws some crazy characters out there. Yeah. That, that he just, well, I mean, he has his, he has he has the other ones too that aren't necessarily like. I mean, there's the Happy Gilmore and um, you know stuff like that, and the Billy Madison. Right, those are the kind of crazy ones, and then you had ones like Fifty um, First Dates, which is one yeah. of my favorite movies of all time. I could watch that over and over. Um, and then uh, you know, like Blended, and uh, Just Go with It, which are more—they're less less of the goofy and more of that kind of family fun. And so we watched those ones quite a bit, actually. Did you ever see Punch Drunk Love? Was... You know, I have it, um, and I just I, – I know it's one of his serious roles that he's supposedly done really good. One of his other serious roles that I really loved was uh, Spanglish. Oh, right. Yep. You know, I love that movie. I, it's it's kind of lighthearted. Uh... It is, but it's, all, it's serious and lighthearted together. You know, it, it's a serious role. It's not his goofiness. It does have some lightheartedness, but it also has some tear-jerker moments and some, yeah. some pulling the heartstrings and stuff, you know. So it's, it's, a, it's a good movie. Um, 
so yeah, I've, I've always loved Adam Sandler from, from jump. Um, and so I was really excited to see this just cause I, I've seen some of his serious stuff and I know he's a good actor. And so going into this, I was, I, that's what I was waiting for. So got going on it and, and right out the get go, Holy crap. Is it a fucking roller coaster ride? It It's yeah. It, it starts with, um, well, it's got an interesting opening. It actually goes to what Ethiopia. Uh, yeah, the mine introduced to the uh, what do they what does it call it? Referred to him as black Jews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if he was just saying that to to throw in the Jew thing, but yeah, uh, he may be, you know, just to call him Jew is just because he's a Jew. But um, I don't I don't know. It may be a black Jewish tribe. But yeah, so it's a mine where some guy got hurt, and they're all down there, and you can see the two guys, and they sneak back down and and chip off some uh, a rock. Right. And, and then, so uh, this is one of the funny things too. Uh, one of the, the few humorous things, there's, there's a few in there. I found humorous. So it starts off with this really cool intro where it like di- deep dives into the gym and you're kind of floating through the gym and all of a sudden you come up and you, you're in something else and it's not really the gym. <laughs> and you realize you're, you're looking at the camera view in a colonoscopy. <laughs> And uh, isn't that a perfect metaphor for what we're about to see? This movie, fuck, where you're right? Drug through someone's colon, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. drug through the dregs. That's a good one, yeah. So, I thought that was a very interesting uh opening, and and then from there, it, it kind of it blows up. And one of the things I, I um, I listened to a couple podcasts today about people that had, had reviewed this movie, and I read some stuff, and a lot of people were talking about how how loud and how um, fast the talking and over talking. And so the dialogue is, is not, is not clean. Essentially there's just, it's going and it's, it's very fast paced. And it reminded me of like, you know, whenever you hear like um, stock market kind of shit where everybody's just going wild and bells are going off and people are yelling, that's kind of what the whole thing reminded me of. And apparently, I mean, that must be, I think they tried to do, uh, it's the diamond district in New York is where they were at. Right. And, and I could see that being that way. I've never been to New York, so I can't speak to it for, you know, my own experience, but I have, and my sister-in-law used to work there in the the diamond district. She used to be a, 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 I think uh, a diamond ear. It wasn't like she was, <laughs> she wasn't selling them. She was like in the back going through and cleaning them or doing stuff oh, with it. So like a di- I, like I, a diamond cleaner. I, I want to ask her about it because this was this was 15 years ago. So so it's been yeah. A while. Well, um, so this movie was ba- supposed to be done in 2012, or that was the the era or whatever. And so yeah, it was kind of cool. But yeah, everything was fast paced and and stuff. And so well, you mentioned the uh, the dialogue, kind of the the way that it, the people talked over it themselves. It gave it a real realistic quality. I noticed the camera work, and and first off, th- th- there was a lot a lot of close shots. You really kind of followed uh-huh. followed people handheld. One of the things they did though, you always seem to have something in the foreground, like almost like when they're on someone, you've got someone else's shoulder, almost like it's covering up the frame. It's moving around really uh, tight focus. So things are falling in and out of focus. It really added to that kind of claustrophobia um, that really kind of amps yeah. it up a little bit and makes you feel the, you know, you're hundred percent right on that stress of, of the scene. I didn't even think about, it, but yeah, I, my anxiety level and and my adrenaline was flowing this entire movie. It was like yeah. very and 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 that might have been part of it because I know the fast. I mean, I'm not one to be in a, a large crowd, especially a fast movie. So for me, that 
to me, it felt like I was in that fucking room and I'm like, no, I want to be out of this room, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, so yeah, it was really, really crazy. And so the premise is, is that, um, he's either got a, you know, gambling problem. They don't really touch on it necessarily, but gambling is a big part of this and he owes some money. Right. And so it's like, he's robbing Peter to pay Paul kind of stuff over and over. And he's like doing these deals to get money and, and he's betting cause she's trying to hit big. And so the big the the big jump in it like i think i can't remember if it, the first time the guys come and try and take the money from him or whatever is before he even had the gym um so we already had that indication that okay shit's not right right he's getting a little hassled and stuff like that but then um kg right the basketball player comes right. in and uh and he starts talking about this the gym right the stone or the, uh, i think he calls it the stone and uh, he gets all excited about it, and so he he lets him he lets him use it, like lets him borrow it. Yeah, it's a stone it, with opals in it, right? Yeah, black kind of, opals is what they called them. That are embedded in in there, yeah. and, and and yeah, you notice it every time they in early on when whenever he's looking at it, you, they really accentuate how they're sparkling and stuff. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, yeah. Um, well, KG gets like totally mesmerized by it. And he he's like, this is I feel this. This is my magic, and so he. Uh, he he basically borrows it from him. Um, leaves his uh, Celtics championship ring as collateral, and and it's like, okay, you're gonna get this back. I gotta get it to a auction and all this. And it's he's saying it's supposed to be worth one million dollars and and all that. So so that's all good. And and so KG's hyped up and and he goes to make a bet right um, on on the Celtics. Basically, going KG's gonna go off, and uh, he sets the bet. And how he uh, does Adam Sandler's character, right? Yeah, Adam Sandler's character. Yeah, Howard uh, Ratner. Rhett? Ratner. That's it. I was like, it starts with an R. Um, he says it a couple times in there, and then so yeah, he sets that bet, and then um, it's just like okay, so you're kind of getting the gist, and it's 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 flowing at this point. All you already f you can already feel that shit's not right though. Like Adam Sandler's character is not not necessarily a good guy. Well, he's got he a comes lot off. of baggage. There's people that are after him. You can tell yep. that there's a lot of lot of bad choices. Well, there's a lot of a lot of trouble he's gotten into. He's got his. Uh, but it's and you're right. You said the right thing. Choices. Yeah. It's it's choices he made. Like he like right after he took he took the ring, the Celtics ring, right that he's supposed to keep his collateral and pawned it. I know. It seems like every time he finally gets a break or something like that, <laughs> rather than taking advantage of, of, of that moment to breathe, he will take whatever he's earned and put it into something else so that he can place right. a bet on something else. And you're just like, oh my God, this is driving yeah. me crazy. Right, no, no, and that's what it was. And a lot of people were talking about it. Like, you know, he's he's kind of an asshole and you kind of don't like him. But then again, you start to kind of root for him in a little bit. Well, sure, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you, you sympathize with the, with the character just because you, you're seeing it such a raw... Uh, side to it you're seeing it's i don't think you you start you don't i didn't start really rooting for him until closer towards the end right he went through a lot of shit like sh it, it it seems right like it's gonna go good and then it all fucking goes bad and then he starts scrambling again and it wasn't until later on in the movie he like he went through um he made this first bet in which he would have won right he would have won a lot of money and uh apparently the guy that he had roughed him up in the beginning found out he made this bet and stopped it because he apparently he owes him money so it's like he would have won 
but they stopped the bet so he didn't get anything. So now he's back to fucking square zero or less because the money that he even had to put down on that, he doesn't even have anymore. It was interesting story too. It wasn't just like these thugs that were out to get him for money. The thugs were there, but the one who 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 he owed was like his brother-in-law. Uh, yeah. Uh, that well, he, he hired. It's like he hired the thugs. Yeah. And the thugs were fucking brutal. Oh my god. Well, you know, I'm Woo! curious. You know, we had Kevin Garnett playing himself as the basketball right. player. We have yep. uh, the weekend. Uh, an R&B yeah, star he, that was that played and it seemed like a lot of the bit roles in the movie were also cast with real people just they they came across as so authentic like where when he pawns the when he pawns the ring and, and you know the people that are they're, they're counting the money that they have little little quick scenes uh it it adds added something that was very authentic and I'm curious if these these thugs if if they have some if that's part of it the, if they're just actors that played the role or if they just cast him uh with no i think that those two were actual actors okay well maybe it was just <laughs> just surrounding them with all these real people uh oh the something. one guy's the main the the kind of more of the 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 brains of the two right you had the brain and the brawn <laughs> of the two thugs not much of a brain you know but partial brain and uh he was a fucking oh my god! That guy kind of scared me a little bit, and, and there's not a lot of people that scare me, but he he kind of scared me a little bit. He we, just you the, the brain the yeah the the ball yeah. the the more talkative guy the yeah. the one that really put the one that puts the final 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 in right right, right? I don't want to spoil it just yet, but yeah that guy was fucking brutal oh my god well, um, yeah I don't know if we need to spoil the ending. This is one of those movies that the. Well, we all, it's going to be spoilers. I just didn't want to just jump right to it because well, there's a lot of more to go through. Yeah, it, it's almost uh, one of the things that gets you so stressed out about this movie is you don't know what's going to happen. Um, right. It's, it's, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't fall into the same rhythm as, as kind of something, you know, it's not always what you expect. Uh, no, no, it's, it's not. Well, yeah, no. I mean, so the whole, the whole scene with weekend well and so we got to talk about you know his um the guy that works with him um demani demani um so he's kind of like the street guy that brings in i mean he's the one that brought kg in and stuff like that so there's an interesting dynamic between those two that go back and forth and stuff like that and he was supposed to be the guy that kind of got the rock you know the the stone back and he kept fucking not doing it right and it's like you, you kind of look at it as like, dude, if you'd have just done what you said you were going to do, this shit wouldn't have fucking went that way. You know, there there was a couple things. And, and so I think I started to, like, blame him a little bit, like, you know, and then uh, it just it was kind of weird. But it, that way he played a great role, too. And he was he was I, very. I know what you're saying. And it was kind of interesting when 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 he was doing this kind of double talk is like, what do you mean? I, you know. Yeah, I got the rock, and then he shows up, and he doesn't got the rock, and, and right, like, yeah, what the hell. But then uh, Howard is doing the same thing, you know. So it's almost like these everyone's playing these games. It's not about right. It's not about following through with what you say you're going to do. It's about the moment, whatever you're saying at the moment. You just got to get the deal or whatever. Right, you, you got to place the bet, whatever it takes, just so that yeah. You can no, and that's and that's what it was. He was he was fucking them over too because he's yeah. like trying to sell sell fake Rolex Rolexes out of his shop. Right. And he had papers and boxes and stuff. And so KG was there and he's trying to, he's like, Hey, show him the watches. And, and, <laughs> you know, Adam Sandler characters is like, nah, we, we don't have any watches. Like kind of fucks him over. Cause those, those are his. 
And it turns out throughout the movie, he's been given these fucking fake Rolexes out to different people for fucking shit. And so, yeah, when it all comes down and, and the shit hits the fan and the guy comes back to get his shit and, and he's like, where's all my shit, you know? And, and that was another one of those fucked up things where he pours, I don't even know what it was. Like I've heard people say it was wine. It looked like almost like a Gatorade or something like that. Into the fish or a juice. Yeah, and like he had all the tropical fish, and he fucking flips out, and it, and it was weird because that was a that was a strange moment with with Adam Sandler's character, where like he fucking has this really deep care for these fish. Yeah, with all the other shit that he's doing, he has this deep care for these fish, and it's like fuck, okay, really, really strange, but good. I mean, on top of all that too, he's having marital problems, right? They're they're talking about getting a divorce. He's got it looks like it uh, was a daughter and two sons. Um, you know, and yep, things wife, like that. Played by uh, Adina Manzel uh, from uh, Frozen, and uh, yeah, that... <laughs> what's, what's the witches okay. one? The, the 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 play, the Broadway play, Wicked, Wicked. Uh, oh, okay. So I don't really know her other than other than yeah, that was her name from singing, and I thought she was much younger. And when I heard that, that's what I was like. Did they make her look older? Because like she looked like when she was fighting with him and stuff she just looked older like you know she looked like she was in her mid to late 40s and i thought the i thought the person who did the uh that uh frozen i thought she was younger so i don't know if they've tried to make her look older or not just was something not not trying to call her out looking you know looking old or anything but it just was one of those it shocked me because i and maybe it was just because i didn't look into who sung frozen enough to to (laughs) i thought it was just i thought it was a younger girl or sit, not a girl, but you know, a younger lady, like early twenties. So I was well, kind of surprised from by that. Too, so maybe, maybe that's. Yeah, I haven't seen that. But yeah, no, that was a great. And so there was there was tension with them, yeah. right? That always was there. And well, and they had just, a broken marriage, but they hadn't told their kids, and he was living with another girl too. So. Well, yeah, and so that comes out. That's a whole nother. <laughs> there, there's so many spoons in this soup for him. <laughs> it's like fuck. And so, yeah, and well, that was another, that was one of those ones where um, they go to the club and he's, he's uh, they go to see the weekend, right? That's where the weekend comes in. And earlier in the, in the, before he even gets there, they show her and, and she's talking to one of the guys. I don't know if it's one guy or if it's multiple guys for the weekend. I don't, I don't know the weekend. Um, I don't either. But... Yeah. So, and you know the guy's hitting on her fucking big time, like fully pushing on her. And she's like, "No, no touching." No. And then, and then he gets there and finds them together in a bathroom. I guess they had done coke, and he fucking flips out and attacks him. And is like, "Oh shit, you're gonna get fucking killed doing that shit." But he does it anyways, and then blows up on her even afterwards. And you're like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> it's like, oh man. It's so I mean, just nothing's going right for the guy. And that's I think it was after that's when he had his fucking breakdown. Or no, it was a little bit later where he finally just, you just see him fucking collapse kind of like motionally. Yeah. Yeah, that was when a little it, bit later, but it, it's with... It's, it's with her. Girlfriend, yeah. When he finally... When she finally comes back. Yeah, I mean, this thing takes so... Like I said, it's a goddamn roller coaster. Yeah. It's up, up, up. Okay, build it up. And then, whole oh, fuck, free fall. Everything's going fucking crazy. Up, 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 up. Free fall, fuck, go. Loop-de-loop, turn, quit, twist. <laughs> Twist with a fall. I mean, it's. Well, I I gotta plug the uh, soundtrack too. It had it had a very techno soundtrack, very much reminiscent of of like 
Blade Runner meets Tron. I don't know if you know the the soundtrack to Blade Runner, uh, which is, is slightly famous, and and then Tron with its kind of techno side. But yeah, you you wouldn't think of that sort of a soundtrack going well with a movie like this. It, yeah. But but man, I thought it really just captured that emotional uh, rhythm of 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 what was going on, and uh, and the music didn't always seem to follow the the scenes necessarily, but sometimes just kind of followed the, the, the energy, the, the energy. Yeah. Energy. That's a good word. It did. It, it really, the noise, the, the noise of the movie really carried like all the, like every time they're in the, the, the diamond shop and it's, it's loud and it's noisy and you hear everybody talking. It's like the noise carried that scene, like mm-hmm. the tension, the energy. Yeah. Well, this was, say, um, there was well, that scene at the end of the movie. Where where you you finally reestablish that 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 rhythm of of the music and up until the big climactic Fuck. moment where everything goes 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 south south you know, but and the music doesn't doesn't miss a beat it just continues because it's not about what happened it's it's just about the love for the gem that's all kind of it just oh and so, it still goes so fixated on on just that that no matter what happens yeah. it's all about that energy yeah so well so was, let's let's talk about let's talk about the whole ending real quick because that was like a i mean he finally breaks down with his girlfriend after kind of kicking her out and everything like that and he has this moment where she gets she comes back and he's in the office and he just fucking emotionally lets go and fucking like oh okay and then he uh uh, he got the gem, got it sold from KG. He didn't get the money he was expecting, so he's really no. But he he still got like 175. You know, it it cost him 190. <laughs> so, but then he sold it again for 175, and then he had to add, you know he had to pay his grandpa like another three grand or you know just some crazy. He basically lost money. Yeah. Well, kinda lost money in, in one way or the other. I mean, I guess he made some money cause he also sold it, but he took what he got and, uh, put one final bet on, on, uh, the, the Celtics game, a, a triple parlay with, uh, getting the tip, getting, um, points. So KG had to get 26 points that's rebounds and shots. And then, uh, the Celtics had to win. Yeah. So he's got it all set up and he's getting ready to do this. And the fucking dudes show up again is his brother-in-law and the, and the fucking bouncers, you know, the, the enforcer dudes. And so he gets his girlfriend to sneak out to the, the place next door. Right. Which is funny. They had another guy that he gave a, a false, um, Rolex to. Yeah. yeah. He shows up again in the hallway. Like the guy caught him on the street and, he, and you know, I, I expected more of this guy. And then he just kind of went away. It was weird. I did too. I expected like it, there to be a reveal, like he's like the true baddie or something like that. Well, but, yeah. But so I, I thought that was that was nice. Is that it didn't you know you don't know what to expect, and I right. that that is a curveball kind of added to that. You know. So yeah. So then so he has her go next door, hands her the money out the window, and sends her off to go get the fucking make the bet while the the fucking guys are in there, and then shit hits the fan and they're like beating his ass throw him out, almost throw him out the window and all this and he fucking he's like finally gives up and lets her know what's going on and then basically captures him in the between doors right the the buzz doors to let him in and out and have this like in between but and he catches him in there and he basically is like ah fuck it you guys are stuck there and we're gonna ride this shit out and uh so it goes through all that she gets there she makes the bet and then they had called and sent some people to look for her, so there's still some drama there right 
he ends up winning the fucking bet. So like, I think it was like a 40,000 or something, but it was going to pay off like 1.2 million, yep. like some crazy fucking amount. He wins and everything's like, Oh, okay. So he lets him back in and the fucking dude just walks up, pops him right in the fucking head. And he's down. Just, That's it. That's it. Like literally like he, you could just see you finally like, Oh fuck. He won. Ah, yeah. He's happy. You're kind of, Oh, little bit of, little bit of breath release, little bit of, you know, tension let out. And he opens the door, buzzes him. Guy takes one, two step, boom, right to the forehead and shot. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? I literally, I was, I was eating lunch, watching this on my iPad at work. I literally had a piece of pizza in my mouth. My mouth didn't close. Pizza <laughs> fell out. I was like, what the fuck just, I mean, literally I was, uh, what? Oh, I was like, oh my God. So, and then the brother-in-law or whatever. Well, yeah, he kind of, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, but well, he made the mistake of trying to run to get out the door, and then the guy's like, "Oh, okay," and then fucking shot him too. You're like, yeah. "Oh, fuck!" This shit all went crazy, which added a whole different dimension to like, okay, who was really the boss? And and that's where you really see that those guys are fucking really badass. But then they throw another one that fucking almost got me too, is she's still back at the hotel casino, whatever, and this guy that flew in with her on the helicopter, like old creepy dude, flirting with her invites her up to the hotel room and so she goes up there you know trying to escape these other guys watches the game see she wins and then that's the last they show of her right they they he texts her and say get the money that's the last they show of her until they show the old creepy guy getting the money and right there I was like oh no fuck did he kill her or something and like and then I even thought for a second I'm like oh maybe it was that creepy guy that was in the hallway that that we were just talking about earlier it, it was cuz he had kind of Weird gray, weird wavy gray hair. It was like yeah, a really tan face. Yeah. So I was like, "What the?" F-? And so that kind of threw me for a second until they they gave the money to her in a in a car and she took off. And then that's that's they stop at that. So real fucking weird. Like um, and you talk crazy about and- how the movie began. Uh, with the <laughs> right. Where they where where they come out of the out of well they've got the camera going through his ass right. you know and. And that's they chose to do the same thing. They kind of like give it a give it a, a book through his head. At, yeah, where they go straight into the bullet hole and they go yeah. straight down, and then and that kind of takes over as the gems again. You know where you're inside. Yeah. No. Yeah. That was and and yeah. A couple other people mentioned that it was crazy, uh, weird, jumping all over. But yeah, roller coaster ride. Um, if you can handle the anxiety, it might um, induce. And you can handle a, a two-hour and fourteen-minute adrenaline ride. Yeah, it is worth the movie. I, I mean, it um, is. And and you know, if if you haven't seen it and you just heard some spoilers, that you know, that that'll give you a little bit of a reprieve. But it's still worth worth the. It's watch. still worth watching. Yeah. yeah, you you'll you won't get shocked as much. But we didn't spoil all the shit that happens in the middle that really makes you go fuck and fuck and what the oh my god what the hell like why you think he's such an asshole but he also root for him at one point. Right. And we didn't even talk about how fucking fine his girlfriend is in this, the Julia Fox. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, and apparently that's her very first, um, movie. Okay. Yeah. Apparently I read something where they, they, uh, cast her based on, like she's a social light. Um, so that's how she was found and they decided to put her in it. I thought she did a great job. Um, she definitely pulled off the lingerie scene very well. Um, I thought she did a great job with that one. 
They also had uh, the one who played the the brother-in-law um, was played Amo? by yeah, it was played yep. by Eric Bogosian is his name. But he was he was in a movie or he was he wrote a play uh, back a long a long time ago called Talk Radio, and it was turned into a movie. Um, it was actually directed by uh, what's, who's the one who did Platoon? Um, oh, nah. You're the one that knows these things. I... Shut up. I usually do. <laughs> um, but um, I'm going to – now i got to look it up. Uh, but anyway, uh, that – I don't know if you've seen Talk Radio uh, back – uh, No, I haven't. In the 80s. He plays a, a, a shock jock gotcha. host. It's it And it has that same sort of anxiety-inducing – movie and at the end he gets taken out by a, oh, by, a by a crazed fan it it almost added to the anxiety just seeing him it's like oh i remember him uh um, right and and i um oliver stone <laughs> oh yeah yeah i don't know why would you no, know i was, I was could... distracted while i was talking just because i couldn't remember that name so that didn't yeah. as, as well but well he's uh, he's a i mean he's a small time director we're not i mean you're not supposed <laughs> to remember that <laughs> just kidding anyhow all right, well, that was Uncut Gems, and that, um, uncut or not, that is a gem of a movie. Um, like I said, though, uh, trigger warnings all over the place, anxiety levels. Um, there, I, I've heard, I've actually talked to a couple people who have started it, <laughs> I think, like you did, and, and had to go away for a little bit and then come yeah. back. <laughs> so, um, yeah. very good, though. Um, definitely a good. Um, much like that, um, great movie, Honey Boy. Um, different, different kind of feel. Um, not the, not the high intensity, um, anxiety or anything like that, but it was, it, it's, it's another movie that is just a, a hidden gem essentially if, if you haven't seen it. Um, so this is uh Shia, Shia, La, Shia LaBeouf. One of these days I'm going to get that shit correct. Shia La. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna give him a nickname some one of these days. I should just start calling him Honey Boy. Just call him um, Otis. Otis, right? <laughs> so this is um, this is actually he wrote this movie um, or wrote this script when he um, actually went into rehab or two weeks after rehab or any um, he he did some rehab, and it is a uh, what are they? It's not a they call it a semi autobiographical biography. Is that right? <laughs> By, semi-autobiographical uh that's it i knew you'd get the big words <laughs> um yeah he it's yeah he's changed some names obviously but uh but right off the bat they kind of do a scene that looks straight out of transformers well and that's and so that was a, a that was definitely a um a nod to that one of the uh things i read is it was one of the little trivia things is in the beginning of that he's like no 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 and then the launch and stuff like that and apparently he says that several several times like that no 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 in the transformer movies among some other things so uh that was like a catchphrase kind of thing for him apparently so yeah it was definitely right out of the the transformer matter of fact it looked like transformers because i think he does do a scene just like that in transformers where he's blown up what an interesting uh, movie, because because in this in this movie he plays Shia LaBeouf plays the role of his father. The father, yeah. And and for someone that's going through uh, <laughs> rehab and trying to make sense of their life and to write a script and then turn around and play the the, the figure that influenced you that that you know that 
for the good and for traumatize the you essentially yeah that's true um and well uh, i think that's why he did it though is is um and you get this throughout that movie so he has he, it, they have two parts of him it's uh otis is a young man and otis is is the 22 year old that went through the rehab and stuff like that where he wrote it and and uh he finds out he has ptsd and stuff like that so um they cover both parts of that where they cover him in the in the um well i mean it's supposed to be right after the movie the transformers movies when he fucking loses his shit he goes to rehab he he crashes um i think they show it in there he has an auto accident i remember when that happened in fact they even yeah. put that into the transformers movie cuz he he walked yeah he around jacked up his hand the movie with a with a, a splint on his on his hand and well they he i i don't know if it came fully off but he almost lost fingers in that. Did he? Okay. Like, yeah. And that, so I think there's a couple scenes where if you look closely, you can either see the bandage or the jacked up hand. There's, uh, cause it was one of those ones I looked for just because I wanted to know. Um, but yeah, so they show the crash, they go, they show him, and then they have him do, they do cut scenes essentially to him going through therapy and finding out about it and, and things like that. And then it cuts back to young him and him growing up. And, uh, you know, it's his, he's on the, the set from, um, even Stevens, right. Essentially is what that's supposed to be. It's the Disney, which I was really shocked that. And I don't know how much of that is true that he lived in a little shit trailer park type, not a trailer park, but like motel park type thing. And, you know, wrote in with his, I mean, because he was making bank on that. Well, yeah, and his father know. was living off of his dime, too. He was. Yeah, but you think they could have lived better than that? Yeah. That's, that, that was my biggest thing is just I would have thought a Disney Channel movie main star would have been making enough to live more than in a trailer park like yeah, well, that. Yeah, did you, you notice they never, they never showed the mother. The only time you saw his mother was over the phone, mm -hmm. the phone conversation, which was really an effective phone conversation, how he was acting as translator. I, I thought that was, yeah. not only was he acting as translator because, because the father would, didn't want to talk to the mother. Um, he would, he was, he was like acting it out. He was, he yeah. was doing it kind of in their voices rather than what you, you'd kind of expect to, to be kind of like having to pass off, pass on uh, what so-and-so saying. You just like, Oh, he says this, he says this. So the cool thing about that He's is his out. mother, his mother was actually on the set for honey boy. The entire time really oh yeah my God. so um and and some other cool uh fun facts um he had to get his dad to sign off you know the characterism or whatever and uh, the way he did it is he told his dad that mel gibson was going to play him was going to play his <laughs> and so he signed off on that and, and he knew that mel gibson had already couldn't do it so it was kind of like he checked his dad into it a little bit um and so he did that, and I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I was trying to think. There was another one that was just on the top of my head that fucking flew away when I started talking about Mel Gibson. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll think about it as we talk Mel about Gibson, more stuff. That would have been an interesting. Uh, it would have been good to see. I, 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 I really, I love. I really liked watching Shia LaBeouf play it. I thought he, he's such an engaging presence. I don't think it would have had the the draw that it does right. if Mel Gibson would have played it. I, I, I think I people. I, I think because he played his father and because it made it more real. Yeah. 
that it made this movie. Like, if, if Mel Gibson would have been that, in it, I probably would have not have been drawn to watch this. I'm always drawn in this one in the credits at the end. They showed actual pictures of the father and the and the oh. and the son, and and I, I'm always kind of drawn to movies that do that where. You know, you, you some real life, semi biographical, and then in the end, you see the real people. Um, right, I do like that too. Yeah. So that's what it was. So apparently, his dad did do those rodeo chick uh, tricks with the chicken. That shit was legit. Oh, that, that and, was really his dad. That yeah. was really his dad did, and so um, that was one of the things that he kind of really wanted to make sure was in there and portrayed correctly and not comically. Um. Shia LaBeouf was saying this is he wanted it to be true to life how his dad did so he actually had to bond with a chicken so he could do the exact same um tricks so he did the the same tricks and and so he had to and to bond, bond with a chicken you basically get I it mean, when you, it's a chick. chicken so so yeah no I'm, I'm gonna tell you exactly how you bond with a chick <laughs> you, you you raise them from when they're from their when they're young and you hold them a lot and you and you pet them and basically and you and when as they're growing up you you do it every day you you go up you pick them up and you hold them and you pet them and you talk to them and um we found this out the chickens are actually really intelligent and they can they know up to like 50 words they, they'll know, they can know their name and know that when you're talking to them and not another chicken and stuff like that my wife's really good about remembering all our chickens' name and t- calling them by their names. How do you how do you learn that a chicken knows words? Science. Okay. <laughs> Way above my pay grade, science. Okay, um, science. I'm sure there's someone chicken wrangler out there that studies them and and do the, this is just what I read. I I didn't ask my chickens if they knew their names, but I yell at them sometimes and they they fucking respond. So. Um, <laughs> You know, it also helps that I, you know, I, I'm the one that usually gives them treats. I, I'm also the one that gives our cats treats. Uh, my wife doesn't like to give animals our tr- the treats, so I'm the candy man essentially uh, for all of our pets. So, well, but yeah, so I got a bucket of grain out on the on the porch. Yeah, I know. I, I forgot about. It. I, <laughs> I thought about that the other day. Uh, I think it was Monday. I was like sitting there. I was like, oh fuck, I forgot the grain. Great. So. This is from our from our beer beer brewing. We ended after you are done with the, the the grain you just left over with a bunch of you know un you know and the chickens love it yep yep so noah's been taking it to his chickens <laughs> yeah it's free food i mean i get beer they get grain and we're all happy they're probably not as happy because it's i don't even know if they have taste buds that'd be interesting to find out i need to check that out something for me to research i got plenty of time and i'm gonna break the internet so we'll do that um <laughs> So yeah, we'll get back into this this the the Shiloh book. So the interesting thing with this is like you get the feeling that um his dad he he cared for him and loved him, but he almost it almost felt like he was using him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so they played up that he and and you kind of get a gist of it that he he had PTSD and was was going to therapy for it. Um don't know if it was probably probably Vietnam war. He's probably a vet from the Vietnam War, um, and so they play a little bit of that. But you know that he definitely seems like a scammer, and and you know he he yells at the people across. The, you know he just he's kind of an asshole kind of guy. He, they never play him anything other than that. I mean, he cares for his son, but he's also kind of an asshole, a big yeah. time asshole. And so um, you know, there's and then some of the other stuff like letting his kids smoke, you know. That one, that one kind of bugged me a little bit because I mean, I 
as a father, I, that to me is just, that's failing as a father. Like, you know, yeah, interesting scene with him and uh, Tom at the swimming pool. Tom is, oh, the, fuck. is, is the mentor. He mm. is like a mentor that uh, uh, big brother, big brother. And, um, of course, of course, the father is really threatened by 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 right. Tom. But that conversation they have, where it's just, you know, oh, you know, my son really appreciates you, and 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 it goes from like zero to a hundred when he he turns on on Tom and throws him in the swimming pool, and which I thought was really interesting because I I looked at the two of them, and uh, if I would have had to put money down on it, Tom would have beat his ass, and he would have had every right to. Okay. You know, but I, I think he held back because he's he a didn't. Brother, yeah, he's still he's still there. Uh, he wants to make he, he's all about setting an example for the for the child because right. the father's kind of incapable of doing that. Yeah, and well, I mean, and so I mean, that was one of the things that dad talked about. He's you know he yells at him and and tries to make him feel bad, and he's like, well, you know, how do you, how do you how do you think I feel with my kid having to pay me and stuff like that? And it's like. It's just one of those. It, as a father, watching that, it was it was very hard to to see someone treat their child that way. Yeah, like to make them feel bad, you know, because they're doing something good for you. There was there you was know? something when he was in when he was in therapy and he was talking to one of his uh, one of the therapists or one of the, the people that was leading the the um, at the rehab center. And mm -hmm. he slams the door as he's leaving uh, Shia LaBeouf's character, or well, Otis, uh, as as the older 22-year-old Otis. Right, right, Otis, and, yeah. And he slams the door and uh, the the therapist uh, comes out and follows him and says, come back and how do you close the door gently? And, and Otis pauses for a second and he says, you pull with one hand and you push with the other. And the, and the therapist says, that's right. And that resonated. You pull with one hand, you push with the other. And it seemed like that was kind of the relationship that the father and the son had. It was, it was, yes, he, oh, had yeah. love for the, he had so much love for the child, but he just did not know how to, to show it. And he showed it. Express by, it. He, he expressed it by, by shouting and by hitting and doing all these things. But, but you still, I, I thought in the performance that, that and in the screenplay that uh, that Shia LaBeouf wrote, you you could you really got a sense that there was still love. It just there was this total. He didn't know how to express it. Inability. He expressed it through through. Which aggression. I can totally get, because um, I, as a father, I I've I've dealt with that myself. Like when I get frustrated, and how do I express the frustration without you know ruining the other parts of it, and and. You know, I, I grew up without a mom, so for me, that that uh, that emotional part sometimes is is not always there the way it would normally be, and so I've I've struggled with that too. So um, I can see that, and 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 they definitely played it well. I mean, it, it showed, and and yeah, the dad struggled with it, and it showed, and it really fucked him up. And they did have an interesting kind of mother figure, the the, uh, the oh god, the prostitute or the young the young girl that. I, what, <sighs> Yeah, I'm not sure if she was actually a prostitute or not. Because maybe a stripper or something like that, or I don't know. I, I just think he, she was the. He paid her just to just for for a hug, you know. For uh, a time, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that started off more innocent than that, though, too. But the weird part was, so she definitely was supposed to be young, like he, Otis, the young Otis is supposed to be twelve. That girl, I think they're playing her off more like fifteen, sixteen. 
Oh, I and, older than that. But, oh, I didn't. Okay. Um, it seemed more like she was the daughter of the other people, the the pimp that was there. Not necessarily that she was a prostitute, but maybe the mom was. And, you know, that's how I kind of took it. I don't know for sure. They didn't get deep into it. But um, so, yeah, it, it there's that time, though, where the dad is leering at her. And you can tell, like, he's like, and that's where it gets really weird well, for me. Walked, yeah, there was a moment as they're walking towards a store where the father's holding the boy's hand. Mm-hmm. And then he throws the hand away as they're approaching. Yeah. Him, he does, it's like he doesn't want to be seen given any sort of affection. And so when this... We're not looking like a tough guy. Yeah, so this, she came on as, this 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 woman came on more as a, as a mother figure just because he needed someone to hold, you know, just that simple affection. That I didn't see it as a mother figure necessarily. I saw it more of someone like closer to like a girlfriend. I think, I think he needed, than a mom. He needed some, he needed love. He needed some, he did, but I didn't see it as a mother figure. I saw it more as like, you know, Mrs. Robinson, you know, I, I took it more as like he, he wanted, but he was still young enough that it didn't go there. I didn't, she, I didn't get that sense. I thought, I thought he just, just the way they kind of laid down on the bed and he just kind of wrapped his arms around her and just snuggled up into her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah. but I also, I mean, it was the whole look at the pool, which I hated that fucking scene. I'm not going to lie. Cause they started off with a fucking snake in the water. Oh <laughs> yeah. They, and, and just, they're watching the snake come at him in the water. I'm like, uh, get your fucking legs out the water. What the hell? <laughs> Oh, God, I hate that shit. But no, it was like that whole, and then they kind of held hands. And to me, it seemed more like like a girlfriend kind of, just a love. It was a little ambiguous. You you didn't get a sense of, you weren't really sure whether they, you know, consummated their relationship or if it was just, I think think they played it a little ambiguous. uh, They left it, but I think they also played it off well that they didn't, that he did give her money. But it was also more about just for being there, not for anything else. And almost, it was almost like a slap in the dad's face, too, because he did it in front of the dad. Like he gave her the money in front of him. It's kind of like, this is my money. I'll do what I want with it kind of thing. And that's, I kind of got that out of it, too. Not necessarily, I didn't see the mom figure, but I can see what you're saying. But the, the, the emotion, so it could have been mom-like. Um, well, but I, I, def- I think it was, yeah, probably a very innocent understanding of what that sort of... Uh, motherly nourishing well but it also kind of started up the the way he looked at her when they when they went into the um the little laundry room thing he kind of gave her that little leer like hey checking you out you know Mm -hmm. he's at that age you know i'm sure so that's why i don't think it was much as much a mom figure as is just a companion and not, not necessarily a sexual companion but well, just in general, I, I'm sure he got the sexual companionship, that need for sexual companionship out of his father. His father even admitted that, you know, he's kind of addicted to sex. And, and so, and so to me, I could see that might be his, where it may have started, but, but I, I still got a sense that he, there was something else he needed that. Oh yeah. No, he, it wasn't just a, I need to, you know, tag that and go. No, it was more like he needed, he needed someone to hold him. Right. And, you know, and, yeah coming from growing up with just my father and, and knowing how I was and stuff, uh, hugs were not, you know, the everyday thing. And, and so, um, that was actually a new thing for me is, is when I became a man and, and, you know, uh, a father and stuff, just hugs. Right. 
you know, and things like that. So, uh, and now fuck, I hug everybody. I don't give a damn. I don't, I don't even need to know them. So, <laughs> which it really sucks. Cause I mean, I'm not as bad as, as Tristan, right. You know, <laughs> not, not a hugger like him, but I, I still don't mind a hug. So yeah, I could see that, but yeah, that was a cool part. Um, I did like the, I did like the parts where he did go talk to the therapist and also where the dad was in, um, the, like the therapy circles with the VA kind of stuff. I like that because it highlighted it highlighted the um, the need for the 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 mental um, ed, you know the mental illness and the mental education that it's required. So, yeah, real good movie. Um, highly recommend it. Um, it's short. It's not. Yeah, you mentioned that I could probably make it make it the see you know, right. before the show. And, and it I'm was like, only like a hundred thirty minutes, something like that. Not a hundred thirty hour and thirty. <laughs> <laughs> fucking math damn yeah, i know 80, 85 minutes something like that yeah it's a short one really good though uh speaking of short uh movies we're gonna try and start keeping our podcast a little shorter um i know in the past we've gone super long with some of those because <laughs> we like to bullshit and um some of our listeners have uh, told us that the shorter ones are better because they can get in get out and uh enjoy it rather than feeling like it's a a, a trip or a you know a job <laughs> or a representation so of the of the scene yeah, by scene you know trying yeah. to get that yeah which i totally i totally appreciate um all the feedback's good um with that steve where can where can they people reach us hwsi.podbean.com you can find us on apple podcast is that right apple, apple podcast, podcast yeah and uh um Oh, what's Spotify? Better? Spotify. Okay, but not Stitcher yet. <laughs> no, i don't know what's i you know i got to look into that. They said they sent us an email to uh, whatever so it's just been it's in limbo so i tried to do it off of our official email which is the whsi.podcast.gmail or at gmail.com so once again that's the dot hwsi.podcast at gmail.com so um Hopefully I'll I'll get that all set up and and maybe I'll get some messages from people. Uh, the cool thing is I did get a couple um, hits on our Facebook page, right? So we do have um, a How We Sees It Facebook group. Um, it's a private group. Maybe I should change that and make it public. See if we get some more people. But um, some people have been commenting on because um, I post every show uh, release there, and a couple people have been posting on that. So that's kind of cool. Good. Um, so yeah, that's where the people can reach us. Um, and then uh, I don't know what we're doing next. Uh, we got to talk about that, but we're going to try and get something here. Either be probably the night before my surgery, I think. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, unless we do something this weekend, but yeah. Uh, so just maybe, maybe uh, like rehash some old movies where people. I would love to do trailers. Like, uh, like uh, Force, Force Gump <laughs> uh, with uh, Lieutenant Dan or something like Lieutenant that. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't want to. Uh, misery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do anything that just has bad knees in it. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I would love to do um, another trailer Saw. podcast. So, oh god, yeah. Uh, either that, or um, you know, if there's anything, I don't. Did theaters open up? They're planning to open up. Uh, AMC said they were going to be opening up. I don't know what the date is, but they're. At first, they said masks were going to be dependent on the locale, but then they changed it. Max masks are now going to be required. But uh, it sounds like they do have a date that's out. So okay, 
There's not that many trailers out though because yeah. you know without people not nobody knowing knows what's going to be able to do or win. But, uh, but all right, yeah, that might be a good one just to dig up some um, some trailers that are out yeah. there. Some stuff that we may may not have covered before that have been shifted. Like yeah. I know uh, the New Mutants is still supposed to be coming out. Um, uh, I know you're excited about the Marvel stuff, but um, and then uh, Black Widow. Sarcastic. Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> well, New Mutants, what? I wasn't very excited. Black Black Widow, I was. I, uh, oh my God, I'm so excited for New Mutants. Okay. But that was a comic book I read growing up that I loved. And so, um, and because of all the shit that it's got, it's been trying to come out for like three years. So I, I really want to see it make it out. There's some horror movies that I'm I'm excited. And then there's the James Bond movie that got pushed. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and there's uh, um, Wonder Woman is another I, one that got pushed. Yeah, that's true. So, okay. all right. Well, uh, yeah, maybe we'll do some trailers. If not, we'll find something else. We still have a little bit of Oroville to finish off yeah. um, and all that. So uh, we may even do another How We Bruise It since we've done a couple brews since then and haven't really got back up and talked oh, since that's we right. bottled. We our tasting of uh, our, our kind of official tasting How We Bruise It. Is that? Yeah. Well, you guys just won't be done this weekend. So okay. I was thinking this weekend, we'd probably have to wait till at least after my surgery. We'll so after the fourth, integrate them into the, into the other podcast or something. We'll yeah. Well, I want to do a whole like setup. You like you bring your beer and you bring the food that you pair it with, with enough for everybody to, to taste and eat. And I think that'd be awesome. It'd be like the, how we seize it, uh, beer pairing. Okay. I think it'd be fun. Okay. All right. Well with that, then, uh, we're going to sign off. So that's how we seize it with, uh, Noah and Steve. Good night. Sweet. Thank you.